I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We get that a lot of Bears fans are unhappy, and and we're unhappy too, and we're frustrated, and we understand um, that there's not really a whole lot that can be said today that is going to make people feel better about the situation. And it may even be that once the candidates are introduced, um, there will be people who say, oh, you picked the wrong guy, or you didn't get it right, or whatever. Um, The only opportunity to produce results is on the field. And that won't be for some time to come. Yeah. Is this moron number one? Put moron number two on the phone. Yeah, Jimmy, he's uh, right here. Hold on. He's pissed. David Hall? You're muted, David. There's learning lessons through all of it. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. It's a it's a Bears Monday, and uh, we're just going to break down the Bears game in Minnesota because it was. Um, wait a minute, maybe not. Uh, joining me as always is actor comedian Mike Pusateri, and uh, Mike, was there any news today? You know, we we had it was a thing where we had like a couple of hours of like being excited about being Bears fans, and then that just all got smashed all the hell. <laughs> <laughs> we got about two, hours, two or three hours of joy, and that was it. So before we get into uh, the George Buzzkill McCaskey's press conference, <laughs> and we talk about the much-deserved firings of both the visor and the hairdo, um, you can subscribe to this podcast at discipio.com. You can subscribe to the Pointless Exercise newsletter at pointlessexercise.com. Uh, you can follow the Instagram page at instagram.com slash pointlessexercise1. And Mike, how can people follow you? you can follow me on Insta at uh, I am Mike Pusateri and on the Twitters at Mike Pusateri. So uh, this morning... Uh, we got to, first. We got word that the Bears had fired Matt Nagy. <sighs> we don't even know how to pronounce even, the guy. Couldn't even decide how what his name was. Even his last name that is, was is a weird. problem. Yeah, it's a, yeah. But that was all we heard. Little Adam Schefter and his Twitter thumbs just told us that Matt Nagy had been fired. I don't know. You were out luxuriating on the West Coast. You probably happily asleep when all this was going on. So there was a good 10 minutes of terror that, um, oh, God, they really did keep Ryan Pace. Hub was right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hub actually got a scoop right. And then, thankfully, we got word that Ryan Pace, uh, basically the 12th McCaskey son, or kid, I guess they're not all sons, 
was also relieved of his duties. And then we got also we got what we thought was other good news in that they announced George McCaskey was going to speak at one o'clock, and that was it. No Ted Phillips. Yeah, just no George. Ted. And we're like, it's holy George. shit, they really did it. They fired Matt. They fired Ryan. They're kicking Ted to irrelevancy. They're acting like a real football team. And then um, reality set in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other weird things happened. Uh, some expected, like, oh, actually, the first thing that happened this morning was the Vikings fired both Mike Zimmer and former Bear scout Rick Spielman, their general right. manager. Right. Which made the the Bears only leaking out the Nagy part even worse. It was like, oh, shit, even the Vikings know to throw both guys out. Well, it happened. Yeah. Um, do you know my favorite factoid about Rick Spielman? Not yet. It's not that he's Chris Spielman's brother, even though he is. Yeah. It's that in a Sports Illustrated profile of him, we learned that Rick Spielman puts his shoes on before his pants. <laughs> and that's all I'm ever going to be able to think about Rick Spielman for the rest of my life, is that, well, the, that should, he doesn't even know what order to put his clothes on. That should be disqualifying right there, it should, should it not? Like, what the fuck? Okay, that's, yeah. So, but then the Dolphins shocked everyone. By firing their head coach, Brian Flores, who seems like a really good coach. Won eight out of eight out of his last nine. He won he won ten games last year and nine games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, of course, Steve Stephen Ross is the owner of the Dolphins. He's a huge Michigan booster, and people are like, "Well, he must be bringing in Harbaugh." Right. Why else would you do this? He took the step. The McCaskies would never have done this. He took the step of releasing a statement. That they're not hiring Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, he even stood up at the press at a press conference and said, "I'm not going to be the guy to take Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan because right. I love Michigan and Jim's right. a great coach." And apparently, he's actively trying to uh, help get Jim a raise at Michigan to keep him there. Which mm-hmm. honestly, is fine by me. That's totally fine by keep me. Keep that sweatshirt tucking into your pants more. As a, there's an issue if you don't know how to get dressed. Yeah, there's a theme already. <laughs> you wear a visor. In outside in cold weather, yeah. you tuck your sweatshirt into your pants, or you put your shoes on before your pants, you're out. These are all red flags, people. They should be. Yeah. So then, 1 o'clock came, and sure enough, actually, this was r- rare for the Bears, the press conference started on time. Like, yes. To the minute, right on time. And then, all hell broke loose. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for being on the call. I'm sorry that we can't meet in person. Me too, George. Ted Phillips is also on the call. Ah! Wow. That was it. <laughs> See how upset everyone got, including the even, dogs. Even the dog, the dog pound is barking. Well, maybe he's on the call uh, to announce that he's uh, retiring or he's been. Well, fired. and then the, the other he's weird, th- th- in just an endless series of weird things. Ted, you didn't. Ted, you didn't see Ted for like a half an hour. I didn't see Ted because I had to. I, I had to. I could only watch the first half hour. Yeah, in my life, like, Ted never. Ted wasn't there, but yeah. unfortunately, Ted really was. Yeah, was there. So anyway, so George has assembled us, and uh, he's very sorry that we can't all be there in person. And now he's going to get down to the most important news uh, that there is. And he is available to any 
to answer any questions you may have of him. Yeah, I've got questions. Believe me. Mm -hmm. This is my first opportunity to speak to you since the passing of your colleague and friend, Jeff Dickerson. I want to join the many people offering their condolences to his family and friends. J.D. earned the respect and admiration of both his competitors on the beat and those he covered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've read touching tributes to him from many of you. We offer our prayers and support to his family, especially his son, Parker. Okay. Parker Dickerson is about the same age as Matt Nagy's son. That's nice. That seems to have nothing to do with any NFL of NFL head no. coach understands and accepts that he'll be subjected to a fair amount of criticism. Mm-hmm. And that Where we unfortunately, Where we going some with of this? it will be personal. Okay. Coach's children do not strike the same bargain. Yeah, I think they do. What Matt's oldest son was made to endure at a high school playoff football game. Oh, shameful and inexcusable. All he wanted to do was play a game he loves with his friends. This is the opening to the Bears press conference? Should be off limits. Mm -hmm. Ryan's and Matt's kids probably aren't very happy with the Bears right now. Yeah. They were. I'm not either. Are you going to apologize to me too? Part of the Bears family. Okay, did George McCaskey just compare like two dozen Cary Grove kids booing? First of all, he basically two two dozen Cary Grove kids chanting "Fire Nagy" at a game that Nagy was at. That Nagy didn't even it, it lasted all of like thirty seconds, which were all captured on video. Yeah. Which Nagy it seemed uh, seemed to not even know what happened. Right. So the the mental anguish that his son suffered from that. He's equating that to a kid losing both of his parents before his, what, eighth birthday, 11th birthday, whatever it is. The, the same George, made just, no sense. Yeah, just, yeah, you're making an ass of yourself. Just uh, It was uh, nice. The, the Jeff Dickerson thing was very nice. Mm-hmm. Now, someone should have then crossed the next batch of bullshit right off your script and yeah. moved on to the actual news. Right. Well, that gets to the other point. Who, did, who is writing this for him, or is he writing this himself? Well, I... We could tell the Bear PR staff is really top-notch. Yeah. Um, these are the ones that could, didn't have the brains enough to refute the uh, report that Nagy was getting fired for Thanksgiving and allowed that to just mushroom Fester. out of control. Right. Well, here's my question, and this is the skipping to the end of it. At the end of that, you know, the first thing that you're going to ask if you're George is, hey, how'd that go? Now, it... There's probably it's just a big back slapping contest, right? Is everybody oh harumph, George? Yeah, that was terrific, great job, girl. Is there anybody there who uh, who would say, you know, George, I, we love you, but I I I don't think that you'll get the reaction you're going to get from the press and the fan base is going to be very positive here, and I think you need to be prepared for that. Do they say that? Does anybody? Do they? Ha- does anybody in that building have? Can, can anybody there speak truth to power? Or are these guys sitting there being, I'm sure they're not, don't know how to go on online because George hasn't heard of certain websites or whatever, <laughs> but is, is anybody sitting there feeding them? You know, you guys are just getting destroyed. Everybody is, is furious with this press conference. You guys have just all the goodwill that you had by firing Pace and Nagy, which was the right thing to do. You just magically squandered. Is anybody telling him that? Or are they just shocked by this? Oh, are they still great. Shocked? Oh, it went great. Yeah. That's, it's, okay. That might have been the best press conference in the history of press conferences, George. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So what was the motivation behind the 
this the thing about Nagy's kids. Apparently, it's he's been pissed off about it since it happened. What was preventing him from issuing a statement back then? Nothing. Yeah, he had to wait. I'll just save that for the end. I'll say I'll wait till we fire the guy, and then I'll then I'll show my support for him and his family. It made no sense. Is is that to lessen the was that is that his way of being like, hey, I'm a really good guy, even though I'm firing. Your dad? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't understand. Sorry, it. sorry, I canned dad. What you're actually yeah. apologizing for is I'm sorry. I'm going to be paying your father for years to not yeah. work. That's a boohoo. I think the kids will be fine. You know, somebody bought him a. Matt's going to buy him a PlayStation Five, and they'll they won't give a shit that he's not coaching the Bears anymore. It was just a very odd way to open your press conference. To you've just fired your general manager and your head coach after yet another disappointing season. You know, there, this fan base is a diehard fan base. If you buy tickets, it costs a lot of money. There's a lot of of, an, of emotional investment with this team. And we're talking about a couple of dozen high school kids yeah. booing at a, at a football game? That's what you're starting with? In a way, George is – he's apologizing for doing the Nagy and Pace kids a favor. They don't have to watch the Bears anymore. Right. He's freeing them up from something that we're not. We're still yeah. stuck with these assholes. We're he, stuck. We have to watch them. Free us, George. Yep. Fire me. Fire me and pay me, George. That's all I want. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to take a moment to thank the larger Bears family. This is a demanding business, and it requires extraordinary sacrifices from players, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. coaches, yeah, we're moving ahead here, down George. to earth okay. and free of ego. Always putting team before themselves. Yeah, that's bullshit. We know nobody had more ego than Ryan. I get a haircut every three days. Pace and preeny little Matt and Nagy. And, and I'm going to pass Ryan on fourth and one Nagy. Of the year, and Matt <laughs> it's was my way to do things. We thought we were on our way. You were wrong. Unfortunately, it could not be sustained. <laughs> you were on your way. Right back to, to third place. We continued to struggle at home. Yeah, we know. We did not close the gap within our division. The Packers kept the kicking end, our ass. We didn't win enough games. <laughs> no our kidding. guys never quit. And that's a tribute to our players. The type of player Ryan looked for no, in the just draft stop right and free there. agency. Tribute to your players. Ryan, Ryan, Nagy and, and his staff Pace don't get credit for guys showing effort. It's uh, a little unfair not. to highlight individual players in a team sport. But I want to commend David Montgomery and Roquan Smith. <laughs> Darnell Mooney sitting there going, motherfucker. <laughs> That's why they're fan favorites. At the end of the 2020 season, we had a decision to make. Yeah, and we fucked it up. That's we made the wrong one. Record was well above 500, and we have been to the playoffs two out of three seasons, but with zero playoff wins. Yeah. So this is just him justifying why we kept him around. Yes. That's what he's trying. Would to you say, like right? to know why we why it was okay that we fucked it up last year? Here's why. Because even though it was obvious to all of you fans that the team was bad, that our offense sucked, that our head coach was in over his head, that our general manager had mostly blown a lot of money in draft picks, Mm -hmm. we valued their collaboration enough that we decided we would just bring them back so we could waste another year of your lives. We made the playoffs twice, even though the second time was a bullshit... um, charity COVID extra spot that no longer exists. Right. And we got it with a 500 record. Yay. Good for us. Yeah. We felt that Ryan and Matt had earned the opportunity 
to improve upon the results of 2019 and 2020. How'd that work out for you? That continuity was the best route to positive results. And collaboration. We didn't hear that word today. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah. Over four seasons, we beat the teams we were expected to beat. We did? Too often, though, we didn't beat the better teams. And you have to do that to excel in this league. Is that really? Is that how that works? Yeah. Are we, is, have we learned anything new so far? Manager and or a no? coach begins today. Uh, okay. There we will be thorough, diligent, and, and exhaustive. <laughs> will result in the best possible selections to lead the Bears to success. It probably won't, but that's fine. The general manager will be responsible for the entire football operation. Okay. You don't have one. For head coach, we will not be limited by philosophy, scheme, whether a candidate's background is on the offensive side of the ball. We might even hire a Baptist. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mom's not 100% sure, but she's leaning to approving that. Defensive or special teams, whether a candidate has previous head coaching experience, whether a candidate's <laughs> or background is just some guy off the street, game the pro game, or financial considerations. Okay. No matter what. If a guy, if we think the guy's going to be the best coach and he asks for a billion dollars, God damn it, we're going to give him a billion dollars. Well, That's how committed he, we yeah. are. To well, does it. he expect he's going to get questions like, are you going to hire this offensive coordinator or is it going to be a defense? Whoever crafted this is like, no, here, but let's make sure we get this cleared up so you don't have to fend off all these coordinator questions, George. We will Nobody's leave, asking that. We will leave no stone unturned. Even the <laughs> one that we found Abe Gibran under all those years ago. <laughs> The search team will consist of myself. Oh, here we go. Ted Phillips. No, wait a minute. So immediately the two guys that we know are on the search committee. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Hey. The two, guys, the two guys that have screwed it up last time. <laughs> we're bringing it back. We're, we're the two guys that have been screwing it up like, the whole time. Guys, even a, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> if you give us enough cracks at this. We're going to hire somebody good. So, yeah, yeah so it's uh, five minutes into the press conference, and now everyone at home is like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, okay. that was fun while it lasted. Now back to mediocrity or worse. And before before we go on, they, I, I'll give them credit. They got one thing right, but then in True Bears fashion, they got the other thing wrong. They got it right in that they they're not the GM is not going to be reporting to Ted anymore. He's going to report to George. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the good thing. The bad thing is he's still a GM, this new person. Yeah. He, they're not giving him a president of football operations title. And you could say, well, who cares? What's the difference? Well, Ted has uh, the, pre the word president. President is in his title mm -hmm. and titles matter in organizations. And on the back of his suit coats, it says P R E Z in big block letters. It says prez prez. So that, whether he's reporting to him directly or not, it makes a difference. You've got a chairman, a president, and then you, a GM. You're clearly underneath um, these two guys, even though you're just reporting to George. But you're not, so a couple, that's going to limit who you can hire. Yeah. Because someone who is a GM now, if they're going to want to take that job, they're probably going to want a title bump. And then the other thing, if we get to it, it's sort of, it's sort of, they sort of implied that Ted, is Ted going to be negotiating the player contracts? I didn't, hear, you, I, I didn't hear that because I didn't get to that part. I don't, I'm okay. afraid, to, I'm afraid to hear that. 
he's, I'm sure I know that'll he's, be right. I, one of the justifications that George gave for having Ted involved is, well, he's going to negotiate the contracts with the GM and the head coach. Well, okay. First of all, why isn't the GM negotiating the contract with the head coach? Yeah. Right. I guess somebody's got to, somebody <laughs> has to, <laughs> somebody has to decide how much to pay the GM. And if that's Ted, that's fine. Fine. But yes, After once that, that's happened, then Ted needs to just get the fuck out of the way. Unless, yeah. unless, and I, we're giving George too much credit, but unless the idea is, because they didn't say what order they're going to hire. If they, they basically said, if we, if we find a really good coach, we're going to hire him. Mm-hmm. If we find a really good general manager, we'll hire him, and then he can help us with the coach. So maybe the whole idea is he didn't want to get hemmed into. If you hire the coach first, somebody has to negotiate the contract with the coach. Right. And that's going to be Theodore. But if their plan, and, and this would not surprise me, is to have Ted still do the player contracts, then you don't then you don't have a, a true GM. No. Because you're Yeah, if it's player contracts, then that's that's a problem. But I don't think he did them well, who knows how he did them. Supposedly the way it works was Ryan did those and um Ted was responsible for making sure that they had like the money was there. <laughs> Ted went through the drawer and went, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And there's all this money, ten million dollars for Andy Dalton. I got it right here. Yeah, right. No problem. I can't, be- I can't believe he wasn't involved. Oh, I'm know. sure he was. He had his little. Yeah. So you brought up the how frustrating it is that they're still calling him a GM. There's a practical reason why that's a problem. The practical reason is something you just said. If 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 you identify a currently employed general manager with another team, you can't hire him away unless you offer him a promotion. Right. So that why wouldn't you just call it the president and see now, and then you don't have to worry about you don't have to jump through any hoops later, right? It's just, and you're right. If Ted is no longer president of everything, then he's president of half. So there ought to be a president of the other half. That's the only way that can work. Otherwise, it's not the the structure is, is set up to fail. I mean, it would be like the um, the Cubs when they hired Theo. Say, well, Crane is going to be president of baseball operations. Theo, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be junior assistant, <laughs> yeah, general manager of. But you're going to report to Tom. Yeah, and Theo's going to go. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. And that's what you're going to run into here. Why not just give him the? T- so the, the, another reason, I guess they don't, they wouldn't give him a title. Is are they trying to save money? Are they not going to pay? I wonder. Because th- because this makes. No sense not to, if you're going to have the GM report to the owner, you got to make, you got to give him a president title. You, you got another president sitting over there. Yeah. If, if he was a general manager of business operations. Okay, fine. Yes, right. They need to be, they, they, they the to titles equal. need to be equal. Yes. And those, they're clearly not. Okay. So right now, George has told us the search committee so far has two morons on it. Moron number <laughs> one, George, moron number two, Ted, but there's going to be more. Hall of Famer Bill Polian. <laughs> so I like the idea that they, yeah. they went out and they found somebody from the outside, someone who's actually won before, is going to advise them. I would have liked if the guy wasn't 80 years old and hadn't not hired a coach in the last 20 years. Could we and have found we, somebody? It, it's just Ernie Acorsi by a, a different name. Now, Polian is more accomplished. Okay, fine. But it's the same. It's the exact same thing we, they went through seven years ago. Yeah, we're gonna have Ernie Acorsi helps us. Well, and helps. and when we start talking about potential candidates, uh, Bill's gonna be a problem. More than he's yeah. gonna be a help, he's gonna be a problem. 
because he's got some some baked in biases that are going to eliminate some of the better coaches from him even allowing the Bears to consider them. But right. Okay. So now we got so we got George and Ted and Bill. Uh, I'm sure things <laughs> are Ted's. things are going to be Bill and Ted's Bill excellent Ted's adventure, adventure, coaching search adventure. Yeah. Vice President of Player Engagement, Soup Campbell. Wait. Okay. What? <laughs> Considerations. Oh, I went back too far. The search team will consist of myself. Okay. Ted Phillips. Yep. Oh. Hall of Famer Bill Polian. All right. Okay. Our Vice President of Player Engagement, Soup Campbell. Oh boy, Soup. The man's name is Soup. Soup Campbell. Now I'm sure you remember. You remember former Cub. He was probably more prominently a Philly, right? Relief pitcher Bill Soup Campbell. Do you remember him? Uh, no, I do oh, not. Very <laughs> homely looking. Redheaded, redhead pitch for the Cubs in the 80s. Yeah, right. Well, I should say I did not until I saw your Twitter feed. Yes. Yeah, right. I assume every baseball player named Campbell has been stuck with the nickname Soup. I didn't know that it also extended to working in a player engagement role in the front office. What does that even mean? I don't know. I, it sounds to me like he's the guy who helps the players keep the mistresses away from the wives. That sounds like Soup's job. I've never heard of him before. I, I don't know who this is, but okay. Well, he's he's now um, so far he's twenty five percent of the search team. Yeah, that's true. That's what Soup Campbell is. And our senior vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion, Tanisha Wade. Okay, that's fine. That's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we need Soup, and I don't know why we need Ted. How about? George. Actually, we don't need George. <laughs> How about Tanisha just picks the coach? That'd be okay. I don't think you'll do any... I'm sure she'll do fine. Uh, all right. So we got five people on the search committee, four of whom, as far as we know, completely unqualified, and then and then Bill Polian. So yes, this is basically... This is Ernie Accorsi and his hairpiece all over again. It's basically the same setup, yeah. I expect that we will reach a consensus on both positions. Ultimately, though, the decision on the next general manager and head coach will be mine. Ooh, all right. Yeah, but how is that different than last time? done an outstanding job as (laughs) president and CEO of the Bears and will continue in that role. Our family has complete faith in him. Uh, Well, you're the only one. He has persuaded me that with the pending acquisition – of the Arlington Park property. He's persuaded him. Ted had to talk him into it. <laughs> George, could you please take away half my job? General please, pretty please, George. I just, there's too much to do at Arlington Heights. Structure. General manager will continue to We haven't even bought it yet, officially, but I, there's too much to do. Including the head coach. The GM will report to ownership. Bill Polian is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, now we got to hear the credentials for Bill Polian. Football yeah. executive. Well, this gets good. Including his hiring of two head coaches, Marv Levy and Tony Dengi. Okay. One of them in the 80s. Who are themselves yeah. in the Hall of Fame. He is well Why'd you hire Marv? Circles He's still alive. A lot of context. Mm-hmm. We consider ourselves very fortunate to have Bill assisting us in our search. Soup Campbell is on board to offer mm-hmm. his perspective on the candidates, okay. including and especially... How will our players respond to this candidate as our leader? Tanisha Wade was recently named to the newly created position of Senior Vice President 
of diversity, equity, and inclusion. She's our general manager. She is involved in all mm -hmm. of our hiring. These are the most significant hires we make. Oh, diversity is a yeah. critical part of the process. We yeah. are committed to providing a fair opportunity throughout the process to people of color. Just like good. Matt and Ryan. Frustrated Bears may be thinking, <laughs> what makes him think he's going to get it right this time? Yes, that's exactly what we're thinking. That not with the experience we've gained, with the makeup of our search team, we will find a general manager and a head coach who will lead our Bears to the success that all Bears fans deserve. Okay, so basically, George's explanation when he's asked the question, why are you going to get it right this time, is nobody can fuck this up forever. Maybe Kinda. it's our turn. Yeah. We messed it up seven years ago, but we've learned so much in those seven years. We won't mess it up again. So George has been president. I always, I always forget this because, or chairman, because Mike got, Michael got demoted. He was no longer chairman of the board after the fiasco, but he was still the president of the team. Right. No. That's not right. He was still chairman. He was not president. Ted became president because of the uh, screw-up with Dave McGinnis and Dick Geron. So George didn't take over as chairman until 2011. So this is 11th mm -hmm. year as chairman. He is now on his – he will be on his um, fourth general manager and his fifth coach because he started with Jerry Angelo and Lovey. Then he had how many how many Super Bowls does he have? Um, let me see. One, <laughs> Can you two, count them all up? Carry the six. Uh, zero. <laughs> By the way, how many Super Bowls does the McCaskey family have? Because if you're going to tell me eighty-five, I'm going to tell you that was George Hallis who hired Jim Finks and who hired Mike Ditka and who hired Coach and who and. You know, those are the guys who had Buddy Ryan on staff and already drafted all those players. That was that was not a that was a George House operation. Yeah, I mean, I th I think you had to be fair. You have to um, the McCaskey era started with Wani, mm -hmm. and think about all the success the Bears have had since Wani. Oh, it's just they had a brief a brief flirtation with competence under Lovey. Yep, and that's right. it. That's as close as we got. Wani was a disaster. Yeah. Um, Dick Turan was a nice man, but not a good coach. Yeah. Then he had Lovey, and then it's been a shit show ever since Lovey. Yeah. And Lovey, as much as you know, he did a very good job. Had some some stark limitations, mostly that he treated offense as though it was <laughs> completely unessential. <laughs> that does, that does fit in with the Bears tradition. Yeah, just punted half the team every yeah. year. Other than that, it was fine. Oh. Thank you, and I'll be happy to take your questions. All right, I have some questions. Adam? It doesn't look happy. Okay, first question, Hub? Of course. Of course it's Hub. Oh, Hub. Hub, uh, who are you voting for for MVP? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're asking the question. Sorry. You're right, right. And I love Hub's question. I, I did hear this. Is just, it's so Hub. 
Well, George, uh, first of all, I know this is a really difficult time for you and the family. Nobody cares what you think. Of. You're fond of that you had Why to is it difficult for him? I hope you and everybody is doing okay and getting ready to move on to the next chapter. <laughs> are you okay? You, you had to fire. Are you okay? Are you, are you, are you okay? Billionaire. Four or five questions in your opening statement. Uh, so I'll move to the next one. Yeah, there's so much um, news in there, Hub. I can see how he answered five of your questions. timing of everything and the opportunity to be out front <laughs> in your search. Bizarre. What were Hub's five questions? George, do you have anybody named Soup on the search committee? Oh, okay, you do. Uh, what do you, or, uh, George, what do you think about those fucking punks in Cary Grove? What do you think about that? Had that. George, is look, he just looks like an angry Don Amici. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. Had you at any time uh, notified Matt or Ryan as to what was going to happen? Have you already begun talking to any candidates? No, they've been fired, right? How, so how, would, how great would notified. it be if George's like, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. <laughs> I assume they just found out they've been fired. <laughs> Ryan and Matt come running in. What? Actually, actually, Hub, they found out this morning when they walked in and Mom was packing up their offices for them. <laughs> George, have you shared this news with the two guys you fired, or are they just learning about this with the rest of us? Now, Matt, is this our stapler, or did you bring it? <laughs> I don't really know, Virginia. It's ours, then. Okay, good. Okay, terrific. Uh, and if not, how critical is it to get the general manager hired first before you can get into the coaching search? Matt and Ryan were informed of our decision this morning. Um, we'll start contacting candidates today. <laughs> Uh, ideally, the general manager would be selected first, but if we see a head coach candidate that we think is the right one, we're going to do what it takes to get them in-house. Now, I actually have to say, I agree with that approach. Yeah, everything I you do said. I, Everything you said. Yes, ideally, get the GM first, but if, if there's a coach that you want and you got to get him in first, do that, and the coach can bring a GM with him. Follow up real quickly, though, in terms of a general manager with unfettered control of the football operation, wouldn't that restrict you a little bit if you had already chosen a coach before he he came on board? No, because I will just fire the coach. I think with Bill's guidance, and he can hire a different. Be able to find, yeah, um, it'll be fine. A partnership of general manager and a head coach that will work. Um, like I said, would you say would they need to collaborate to hire the general manager? First. <laughs> that word was scrubbed. So why why why? Let me ask you, why do why why does George forget what you think about Bill Polian, and if he's if he's great or if he's not? Why? Does he need training wheels for this? Right. Again, he. why does he need an Ernie Accorsi? Why does he need a Polian? Why? His entire life. His grandfather invented the NFL. He's been the chairman of the board for a decade. Yep. How can he not know? How can there not be anybody in the building with a short list that is updated constantly of the best general manager candidates, best head coaching candidates. Why isn't that already there? Well, well it, it all gets back to the fact that they didn't, they should have done this years ago and nothing precludes them from doing it right now. Mm-hmm. They need to just, they need to hire somebody to be over football. That's not them because they don't understand it. And it's, and honestly, George, I don't care that you don't understand football. You don't need to, what you need to understand is that you don't understand it. And you're just going to let somebody who does understand it, do their job. Well, but he does need to understand. I mean, he, I don't know if you, cause you said you didn't hear the whole thing, but at some point later on, George says, Hey, I'm just a fan. I'm just a football fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Well, that's your job. You are the chairman of the Chicago bears. 
It is your job to evaluate football decisions. Well, yeah. But so I guess my point was it was fine. It was fine to hire Ryan Pace to be the general manager, but when you hire a first time general manager, you needed to have someone above them who could make them who could question what they wanted to do to make them defend it so they could mm-hmm. decide if they really if that really was a smart idea. Someone yeah. to hold them accountable. When George couldn't because he doesn't understand football well enough, he's got to find somebody to do it. And the fact that the McCaskies ever thought they understood football. Like they literally should have hired a football a, a, a president of football operations the minute the minute grandpa died. Yeah. Right. And they didn't do it. And they haven't done it forever. And they just wander through the wilderness expecting that someday they're going to wake up and magically understand football. Right. Or, or they thought. I don't care that, that they don't understand football. You know, you, I, I, you know, I don't care if somebody who owns a, another business, what you have to do is you have to understand what you don't understand and hire somebody who does. And they've Absolutely. never been able to get that right. Well, the, and they seem to think uh, that that guy w- was Ted. Well, we don't understand. Yeah, Ted. it was great. They, they picked the fucking. That's what Ted persuaded the accountant. him. They put him right. in charge. That's what he persuaded him that he could do is that he could he could help, you know, uh, with football decisions. He could help Ryan Pace. Oy. All right, who's up next? Next question, Dan Weeder. George, I'm curious what your resistance is to the attempts to uh, try a new model where uh, someone with a more sophisticated football background would oversee. That's exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Dan, for that question. (laughs) Uh Oh, in our structure, it's the general manager who has ultimate football authority. Our our proven structure is so good. We can't possibly change it. Structures. Yeah. Different work for different teams and different sports. Yeah. Yours doesn't Uh, work. We've established that your structure best for us but you've when, tried it. When you evaluate the performance of a general manager, and obviously that relates to obviously evaluation of Ryan and then obviously going into your search going forward for a new general manager, what for you are the specifics you look at, whether it's metrics, analytics, whatever it may be to determine whether a general manager is successful in that role? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like you to business. ask me a different so question. One loss record is important. Uh, Number of uh, difference makers you have on your team. Okay, what's it? What constitutes a difference maker on your team, George? You don't know um, the core of the team and how the team is put together are all factors that are considered. So, speaking of one loss record, how would you evaluate the performance of your president? (laughs) Oh no, no, uh, Ted. We're just worried about uh, how much money we have, and (laughs) you wouldn't believe how much money we have. It has nothing to do with Ted. Because back before the NFL signed its huge TV deals, we literally were going hat in hand to league meetings. We had no fucking money because our only income is this football team. But all of a sudden, money just right. pours out of the ceiling at us. You wouldn't believe it. Right. Ted's doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. There's, I heard a lot of people today, well, what's McCaskey sell the team? Well, when Virginia dies, they're going to sell the team. They're not going to sell the team. No, no, There was a time they were absolutely going to sell the team because – all the money, there was no money. The team was right. worth a lot of money, but they didn't have any cash on hand. And then Paul Tagliabue and then Roger Goodell after him fucked everything up for us by wringing billions of dollars out of TV companies, and now every NFL team has piles of cash, including the McCaskies, and they're mm-hmm. never going to give that up. It's the golden goose. They can't fuck it up, as is evidenced by the fact they continue to try to fuck it up, and they can't. Right. 
We're stuck with them forever. We're honestly oh, yeah. stuck with them longer than we are the Rickets. And we're stuck yeah. with them for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a battle, yeah. Pat Finley? Hi, George. Giant um, baby, Pat a, Finley. A year ago, you sat up here and said that you would look for progress. How <laughs> did you measure it? Did it go beyond wins and losses? And did you lean on a consultant or any outside voices over the last month or two or three? I leaned on two consultants, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. <laughs> uh, we've talked to a number of people uh, throughout pro football world um or pro football weekly to (laughs) help us with evaluating our general manager and head coach and helping us make a decision again do we need an outside advice to to tell if we this is not working replacement situation uh, to help us in our search to find the replacement we talked to to bill poley and he said you know george your team sucks and can you tell us about the other people you leaned on um, it started at some point during the season. I can't recall. Yeah, I blacked uh, out exactly from all the Jim Beam and Jake Dance. As far Dance. as um, our conversations with other people in football, we consider those conversations uh, to be private. And <laughs> we know who it was. The, it's the only people the you know. Identities it was the Maras and the Roonies. substance of those right. conversations. So the Roonies get it right. Hogue? George, just a... Uh... Uh, make sure you well the ironic thing is so the Roonies are the opposite of the of the Hallis McCaskies. The Roonies before the old man gave up running the team were terrible. Art was a dope. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the kids knew how to run a football team and they started winning. Was the opposite with the Bears, which as soon as as soon as George died, we were screwed. Right. You did say that Ted will be helping in the uh the search for <laughs> the Why? Did you really say that, George? That's correct. So obviously the GM going forward reporting to you is is slightly different. With that change, why do you still have Ted involved in finding the GM? Good question. Because I trust Ted implicitly. Oh. Because I have great respect for his judgment. No. His analytical skills. What? Uh, his instincts when it comes his to uh, the people that we're interviewing. And in the end, he'll be negotiating the contract with the general manager and the head coach. I guess I did hear that. I blacked out. He basically fell short of just saying, uh, you know, Ted Ted can make a bong out of anything. (laughs) He's a guy you can trust. Ted's your friend. Ted's your buddy. Ted's your buddy. Ted's the guy when you call when you're (laughs) drunk and can't get home. Ted's the guy who calls when you need to lift to the airport. Ted has pictures of me and Lederhosen. Let's just, I'm just going to stop right there. Let's just say. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Ted, uh, there are reasons why I defer to Ted on all serious uh, reasons. How come he didn't go into uh, stuff like, uh, well, I mean, obviously, Ted, is, we've had unparalleled success under Ted's leadership, <laughs> right. and all of his decisions have worked out great. And How could Ted's you possibly record. question uh, the man who helped me hire Phil Emery and Mark Trestman and yeah. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and John Fox? Why mess with such a tried and true uh, 
structure that we have. I can't believe you're questioning me. Yeah, with with all of Ted's, you know, the only reason we're here is because all of Ted's hires just go directly to Canton. <laughs> so it's just one. That's where we met. That is, that's how we ran into here. Bill Polian. Uh, we were driving <laughs> Ted's hires to 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 get uh, to pose for their busts, and we ran into Bill, and we said, "Hey, Bill, you want to help us hire a new coach?" And he's like, "I got a book to sell. Why not?" <laughs> Sure. Have you read my book, George? Oh, <laughs> can't wait to read it. Kevin Fishbane. George, having gone through these interviews a few times, uh, what have you learned? <laughs> veteran the coaching interview process. In the interviews, it's going to be different. Different things you're looking for, different qualities you're looking for as you meet with these prospective GMs and head coaches that maybe you might not have looked for. Are you going to hand a newspaper and go, what can you make out of this? I can make a hat. I can make a brooch. I can make a pterodactyl. leaders. Both in the lead. general manager and the head coach um, in our conversations with Bill Polian. In fact, he just wrote uh, a book, there it is. Um, there it is. Super Bowl Blueprints, where he talks about what it takes oh to get God. to and win the Super Bowl. And he said, <laughs> and he was was click on my Amazon link. I am an associate. And, uh, <laughs> How much do you want to bet? Every link of the book you buy. <laughs> How much do you want to bet George found Bill Polian Super Bowl <laughs> Blueprints while Googling Super Bowl bloopers? <laughs> Mom, look at these. They're hilarious. This is great. We didn't see the Garo Upremian one. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Wait a minute. What's this? Oh, here's a guy who wrote a book about how to win a Super Bowl. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Well, I'd buy it, but I wonder if the library has it. <laughs> yeah. We're Why spend $24.95 when you get it for free? Yeah. Our taxes, tax dollars have to pay for something. <laughs> Not buying the damn book. Oh God! As soon as he brought up the book, it's like oh, it was, it was it, the book. That's why I tweeted. I I have a feeling Bill doesn't know he's on the search committee. He just thinks he's on <laughs> he's on George's. Uh, I'm on. I'm going on the search committee podcast with this guy named George McCaskey to promote the book. <laughs> Wait a minute! What? Ah, shit! <laughs> They're paying though, right? right? All right, man. I guess. Well, I will give that a shot. Why not? Jim Caldwell needs a job. <laughs> yeah, right. Great teams have coaches that the players respect. What? They don't have to like them. They don't have to love them. <laughs> what is, is this in the book? So the, the this is like 818 in the book. They don't have to like them. They don't have to love them. They don't have to like the way they smell. Coach. Yeah. They don't have to like the way they make pasta. They just have to respect them. Yeah, which they Perfect. didn't. Okay. Hi, George. Um, Hi, Big Z. Hi, Big Z. That's the nickname. Oh. Good enough, because because that leads you down the road to to get to today's uh, actions. You have a new stadium initiative initiative going. How do you handle two parallel projects that seem like both would be full time initiatives? Don't you think Biggs's question was basically trying to convince George? And we're can you leave Ted out of this? He's yeah. busy and hiring yeah. outside vendors to help us. Uh, with like vendors, we got a guy who's going to sell hot dogs <laughs> and tell us who the new GM should be. We got a, guy, we got a, a solo cup guy. Meantime, you ever had one of those? Uh, ever had a Smoky Link at Wrigley? Uh, have you? We got that guy. We got the Smoky Link guy. We're speaking of beer purveyors. <laughs> That's how it is. Tell me, Jason's question. Hey, George, uh, do you believe that the Bears would be better? You believe the Bears would be better off if you had made these changes a year ago? <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, at the time, we thought uh-huh. the continuity 
was the best route forward. Yep. See, he didn't say collaboration. That was scrubbed. They scrubbed that, that word. Both Ryan and Matt deserved uh, another opportunity. Based on uh, what? Being to the playoffs two out of three seasons. Oh, here we go. Um, above 500 record from a coaching standpoint. Mm -hmm. We felt that they deserved Still has that, doesn't he? Um, based on the body yes, of work bring him back. both of them. Yeah. Um, another opportunity. Watch the search. We'll just end up with them rehired. <laughs> we found our guy. He already owns a bunch of sweatshirts. George, with based Bears on the optimism you had at this time last year, what was the most frustrating part of this past season for you? Oh, just having to watch this shit. Every yeah, the product on the field. Well, there were, Colleen, there were a lot of uh, frustrating parts. Um, yeah, got that right. Okay. Another lengthy losing streak mm -hmm. uh, we had one in 2019 one in 2020 hey you know why you have lengthy losing streaks because you have and bad usually, football teams yeah. that's why they lose season enders um i admired the way our guys stuck together didn't point <laughs> fingers uh, but at like, some point if they stuck together so well we're considering think about this guys the, uh, i don't know a lot about football of, but what about uh, a losing streak at left tackle conjoined through. twins yeah. Who's going to get around those guys? And I'm pretty sure they count as one player. Hey, George, uh, they sure do from a payroll standpoint. That, you, know, you think this model with you at the top works. I'm curious. Why, why would you, you think, think that? that this model works? I mean, <laughs> That's exactly what Potash has. winning seasons and no playoff wins in your 11 seasons. Isn't there merit to the argument that somebody else should be heading this search and, and that the GM should be reporting to a Bill Polian type only? Uh, I mean, do you get it that a lot of Bears are unhappy with your record Do you as well? get it? <laughs> I don't get it. We get that a lot of Bears fans are unhappy, and, and we're unhappy too, and we're frustrated, and we understand. But um, we, I, I own really a yacht. Is mom pissed? Money. Did we find <laughs> out if mom was pissed this time. It's coming up. About the situation. Okay, and it may even be that once the candidates are introduced, um, there will be people who say, oh, you picked the wrong guy. Or, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of confidence in that. Wow. Like, what the fuck did you hire this guy for? Oh, this guy here is dead. Field. And that won't be for some <laughs> time to come. Stretch him off. We think in time, um, in time, it'll be shown that we've chosen. We think the by twenty forty seven. But George, I'm referring to your to your record. George, as, answer the as question, Chairman. Yeah. How accountable? How are you accountable for the record that you have? Like you said, it's a bottom line business: wins yeah. and losses. Bottom line. Yeah. You know, no playoff wins, two mm -hmm. winning seasons. You know, that's not a great record. So how, <laughs> how are you accountable for it? And, and 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 like I said, does that is does that lend merit to the idea that that somebody else should be, you know, like a like like a Bill Polian type should be at the at the at the top? Yeah, my performance is reviewed by ownership. And the board of directors and my, my mom has my mom. mommy. Me mommy that, says I'm doing uh, it fine. Me to yeah. continue in this role. Mark, Thank you. <laughs> take it up with mommy. Herb Howard. Yeah. George, is, is it is it your preference that the next general manager comes in with the um, plan of kind of reloading some of the assets that you already have, or do you prefer them to do this as a complete rebuild, where uh, guys like perhaps a Khalil Mack? could be uh, leverage for future assets. Do you have a preference whether they do this as a rebuild or a reload completely? Whatever costs less. Thanks, Herb. Um, we're <laughs> right. looking forward to hearing what the candidates' plans are for getting the Bears. Oh, you're going to ask him that question, at least? Well, that's a positive sign. What are your plans? We'll oh, we can't ask that. To present the details to us. We don't have are you saying we're allowed to ask the candidates <laughs> about their approach? Chris, uh, oh, this changes everything. 
George, given the, the way that the losses piled up this season and the fact that you have a rookie quarterback and young players, what kept you from dismissing Matt Nagy sooner? Hmm. We were evaluating throughout the season. Um, yeah. He was just and doing such a darn good didn't job. Have any preconceived notions <laughs> about um, a particular timeline or a particular timetable. Um, our evaluation was concluded last night and resulted in the decisions that we announced this morning. <laughs> Thanks for the non-answer. Sean Hammond. Hi, George. We, we haven't gotten to, to speak with you uh, since the Arlington Heights uh, news uh, broke. I'm just curious, you know, um, who's in charge of that project for you guys? And I guess what exactly does, uh, what has to happen next and what does that timeline look like? Uh, Ted Phillips is in charge of that project and I think the best way to explain it is um, anybody who's bought a house Love this. a lot to build a house. Uh-huh. The time between it's just like it's just like a, is under contract. Sean, just think of it. It's just a huge house. And That's all it really time, is. It's just a big yeah. house. There are a number of things it's that like, need to be Have done you seen those Baker Mayfield commercials? It was like that. Wednesday is garbage. A lot. You just have to drag all the dumpsters Whether it's a buildable lot and so forth. A, uh, a lot of it's just think of it need to be as out. a big house a property of this that size, you invite 75,000 people over to watch the football time between in the living contract room and closing and you eight times a lot of money to do it. So there's a lot of due diligence that needs to be performed uh, before we can close. Uh, okay. I think we We're knew ready. all of that. Yeah. Leave it to the pro football weekly guys hello, to George. ask that um, question w- at the press conference. Was it- Hello. Was it your decision or at least urging to have Justin Fields take over as the starting quarterback with the Bears when he did this year? No. But Hub said What did you think of the plan this year that Matt Nagy had had? Were you you all for the idea, the blueprint of Andy Dalton potentially being the quarterback the whole year? Speaking of blueprint, there's a book called... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, Mark. If you read uh, Super Bowl Blueprint no by Bill Pullian, <laughs> there's a whole chapter play, on this, especially at yeah. the quarterback position, and that it's entirely a coaching. What position. he says is you should draft Peyton Manning, on. and that's what that's we're going to do. That's a good plan. <laughs> sort of going back to uh, Mark Hodge's question a little bit. Um, you know, I, I assume a lot of Bears fans out there are not going to be. All that pleased that Ted Phillips is still involved in this process, considering the lack of success you guys have had with this structure over the years. Uh-huh. Why did you feel the need to not consider maybe changing this structure going forward? Uh, we did talk about what was the best path forward. Um, we talked about firing Ted, but Ted told me I can't. Yeah. So I did. Is Ted star? under the desk? At is that where point, he is? But- by the way, nobody nobody introduced the term football czar. George just did. Yeah. There's nothing. He's just referring to his notes. Point, say football czar. <laughs> I understand you just asked about um, whether we should have a football czar. No, no, I didn't. No, I, yes, no. yes, you did. Um, <laughs> right structure for the Bears going forward. <laughs> Mother has fond memories of the John Zars. Greenberg. She used to go to oh. uh, used to go to dances at the castle. Uh, George, I know you made it clear that you're making the final decision. This is your decision. I think we all understand that. Sounds like Bill Polian has a lot of power in this decision. You know, he's been out of the league. He got fired from the Colts 10 years ago. And I know he's still been involved in TV and other things, consulting stuff. He's been writing a book, apparently. Why do you yeah. need someone like Bill Polian yes, to kind why? of guide you here? Because you've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. Well, John, clearly I don't know shit. 
Have well, you seen I our think team? It would be a fair criticism if somebody said, I'm going to make this decision all by myself and I'm not going to get any input from anybody else. People would be wondering where this guy is coming from. Well, we wonder that anyway. No. Yeah, right. Yeah. Available to us. Oh, and we're going to take oh, full Jesus. advantage of that resource. Of course. I talk to everybody the, in the, the building if you want. Why do you need a guy to drive the bus for you? After no. we interview each. John, the answer to that I question is right here on page 37 of Super Bowl Blueprint by yeah. Bill Pullian. Allow me to read to you. There's a lot of money to be made. There's a sucker born every minute. There's a lot of money to be made in coach hiring consulting. By the way, John, I recommend the audio book, too. It's outstanding. I think you will really enjoy it. Our injury situation with particular players. Uh, he was very much up on the game in general and the Bears oh, he's, situation. He's fairly so lucid, be in good hands. <laughs> I mean, when you talk to him, you never know to help us make yeah. that uh, he's not wearing pants. I only have to raise I'm my just... voice once or twice a call. <laughs> when, hear me? George, when Bill is really interested in my questions, he takes the horn and sticks in his ear and leans in, in and goes, Justin what was that, George? And then the next part of that, would you like to see him – get involved when this reaches maybe the, the coaching search process? Would you like him to get to know some of these guys before you make that final decision? Well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. There it is. And as a fan, I'm just a fan. Dynamic player uh, Are, with a you, lot of potential. So you don't get paid a lot of to, be the, not a football to be the director evaluator. or the chairman of the board the or whatever? Because you're just so a fan. We're looking for yes. a general manager. And a head I'm coach a fan. I don't make billions of dollars from the team. Not just the quarterback I, position, um, but the talent around him and establishing a strong defense to help the quarterback. Yeah, we, we get it. Bring the Bears to That's success. That's not the question. Um, the question Justin is, are you going to seek input from your franchise quarterback? Uh, but we'll be very not, interested we need to build a strong defense. general manager That's and head coach cool. candidates what their plan is to get the most out of the quarterback position for us. Yeah, we're not going to be consulting with our quarterback. We are, however, uh, going to ask Patrick Scales, the long snapper. This decision almost he simultaneously wants. as players were talking to the media. Um, was it always the plan to have the players talk before the decision makers about this? <laughs> and do you think that was the appropriate way to handle it? <laughs> we don't have a plan about media ever. I'm sorry, yeah. Cam. I don't, I don't understand your question. <laughs> of course you don't. Then, Players, right, like the, the players were telling us that they had heard about this news, you know, they, they, on Twitter. And, you know, What's do Twitter? you think that it was appropriate that they speak on the firings before you two did? Is that like Tinder? Oh, well, in this day and age, you can't <laughs> stop things from getting out on social I media. I helped mom make her profile. It was a little creepy, but um, I did it anyway. Matt and Ryan of our decisions uh, that the likelihood is that it would get out on social media before uh, we put out a statement. But um, you know how you could have avoided that? These days, there's not a lot. You, you could have issued the that. statement. Immediately after you told the guys. Yes, you could have done that. Right. Matt said he yeah, wanted to George, call um, Adam Schefter. <laughs> so we said fine. The decision of whether to retain the GM or the coach, will Ted have any involvement in that? I expect that um, Ted's advice and counsel will be uh, drawn on uh, just as it does for. Uh, <laughs> so there's nothing years. different. Nope. As I said, ultimately, the general manager will report to the chairman. And uh, the decision and I on report, the hiring. I now report to Ted. Is my... <laughs> I'm reporting to Ted. <laughs> yeah, hi, George. Um, Do I have to draw you guys a in, chart? You know, the years that you've had, you mentioned yourself. Was there ever or was there ever a concern or a thought given to possibly having a younger group? Uh, yes, excellent. Consort, yep. so Somebody who's not in their head coach 80s. because 
It's not, of course, to you know shade your age, but the game has changed <laughs> since yeah. the last time Bill Polian was really active in the league and two, 10 years ago. By the way, have so Bill Polian and have someone who's 40. Right. Why can't you do that? For people who have been in the league, is as modern. So you get a wider perspective. Uh, well, I, I appreciate the spirit of the question, uh, Joseph. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're, but I'm not uh, going to answer it. We're not exactly spring chickens. Um, but Bill's Chickens. been out around the game for a long time. Yeah, we know. So have you. Well. Okay. And um, I recall uh, George Hellas was uh, in his 80s when he uh, died. Made a then <laughs> very controversial, but ultimately successful selection for a head coach. And George um, Hellas, you're compa- George Hellas invented the game. <laughs> you're comparing anybody to George Hellas? <laughs> I know. I'm named after him. Yeah, hi, George. This is for you and Ted if he wants to chime in. Here we go. Uh, one of my oh, there he is, finally. on this call wrote an extensive piece Thanks, analyzing Steve. the team over the last couple of years. And one of the core it tenets was pretty. the dismay that a lot of former players who all have extensive contacts really weren't involved or have been consulted. And how come, since you mentioned who your committee is, how come you don't have any former players on that committee? Fine question. Uh, well, I would welcome uh, Ted's comments. I'll just say that uh, we love it. We're afraid of the players, are like literally, players physically, so about wanting the Bears to be successful. Um, a lot of them are season ticket holders. Um, <laughs> what? We welcome their input. Wait, what? I would say we enjoy our players. We can sell them season tickets. Yeah, probably, right. We don't give them any uh, tickets. God knows. We probably should. Of players who um, are former players who are on media outlets. I don't oh, want to have to put them in the position of deciding what is a confidential conversation and what is okay to share with. A, I think they can handle it. Uh, B, who said you have to limit it to that group? B, it means Tom Thayer. On a regular basis. (laughs) That's what it means. to continuing to do that. Next question, Dan Weaver. George, how and uh, when did the union with Bill Polian come together for you? (laughs) The union. The union. Uh, like I said, I don't recall the exact timing. It was well, that's funny. Bill actually fought um, for the union during this past season. <laughs> and then moments ago, you, you made the admission. You said, I'm a fan. I'm not a, a football evaluator. Uh-huh. With that admission made, how can you perform a unfrozen caveman of your general manager <laughs> board through those chair. sets of lenses? I don't understand your modern ways. Well, yeah, I'm just uh, a this simple is a fan. business. So it would be largely uh, wins and losses. Yeah. Again, the, the only metric he understands, despite the fact the playoffs, he kept he kept Nagy employed after he kept business. winning fewer games every year. Well, despite Ted Phillips' win-loss record. Yeah. How's that record? George, have the Bears ruled out playing down Confidence? Oh, um, no. What? At a new stadium? Yes, they have. Where are and you going to put exploration it? exploration of the Arlington Heights project was uh, determined back to the floating stadium idea? by the seller. This was just a piece of property. Um, Here, I like this. We totally sale. lucked into Arlington we Heights. We had no planning. It just fell in our lap. And uh, we saw this. I got lost trying to go to Portillo's, and I wandered onto this big 200-acre lot of land, and I bought it. Uh, well, it smells like horses. Meantime, <laughs> we're happy to engage with the city of Chicago. This, and the seems, this smells like a different kind of about, shit. Um, <laughs> I like it. At Let's buy it. What was the last time that happened? That engagement uh, during the uh, season. I don't remember. I think it was a few weeks ago. 
So you do remember. It was a few weeks. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. It was Thursday. <laughs> you need a day. David, you're muted. Oh, David, there it is. Is there it Hawk? It's Hawk. That. Hello, George. Of course it is. So, that was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Ha! Yeah. Zinger! I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Um, Ooh, zinging oh, back. Oh, hi, George. That's it. All right, fuck you, buddy. Who is with you? Who's yeah. next? And, and how do you envision asking these questions of guys who have experience, who maybe have won championships, and that whole process, how would you describe the way it will go? I, I didn't, what? in the room are myself, Ed, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Soup, and Tanisha. He's made, as I've um, said 15 times already. Candid and free-flowing conversation. Get in a room and have some soup? Um, Bill said that when he interviewed Tony Dungy. <laughs> what was the question? What was it? I like soup. 12 minutes <laughs> I prefer Tony a tomato. A tomato basil, if I'm being honest. To talk it was good with a grilled cheese. No, that's, what? So we're looking forward to uh, in-depth conversations like that. Quick like an interview. Up, did you talk to Tony Dungy and seek his counsel when you moved in this direction? Anybody else that we may have uh, conferred with in the football world? Sorry, yes. We're keeping those conversations confidential. Well, why can't you say, yeah, we talked to Tony. We talked to a lot of guys. Well, well, why? Fine. What's the confidential? Um, question That's for Ted. Um, uh, obviously, Tony, Tony asked him not to tell. Oh, he's there's Ted. Your reputation over the past <laughs> few seasons in town, and, and you know, whether it's Ted just um, keeps that Hyundai backdrop in his office you. at I'm all curious, times. Did you consider <laughs> bowing out of the of the coach and GM search? Obviously, I know that there's a change, but did you consider not taking part in it and letting George <laughs> and Bill and yeah. Soup and Tanisha take it from there? Uh, hi, Kevin. Um, I would say to you that they're so uh, chummy. I think the group that we have has different viewpoints, different uh, ways of looking at leadership, oh different ways of looking at uh, the skill sets. Of the yeah, any group of five so people think, has uh, these I'm things. Looking yep. forward to it. And, and my 38 years at the Bears. Oh, I'm going to drop a little experience on you. And act like I don't I know exactly. 38 years, big involved days, in a lot. Six hours? Big, big involved in a lot of these searches. <laughs> Why so many, Ted? We've pretty much already hired every coach there is. At some point, we'll get it right. Treat this differently in interviews than you have in the past. Because, again, you look at the results of the past. Hires have not gone the way you guys were hoping. So what's going to be different for you and your perspective when you're talking to these prospective GMs and head coaches? Probably nothing. Well, I would say I would say this, that – Oh, here you um, go. Here you go. It's my favorite. The hiring of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. I don't regret that. Why not? They both <laughs> I don't regret that. They're nice boys. You're immediately disqualified from the committee, yep. Ned. How can you not regret do, that? But, um, I think they've checked a lot of the boxes. Um, Except the wind box. You can't ask for better leaders. You can't ask for better forward thinkers. You can't, you can't ask, ask for better forward that, thinkers? Um, gave their all. Had great work ethic. Were humble. And we're going to look for a lot of those same qualities, and hopefully, with uh, say we're Bill's, doomed, we're absolutely uh, doomed. Vast expertise uh, in the technicalities of of uh, coaching. I wish somebody would ask what uh, Ted. What do you hope to get out of Bill that you didn't get out of Ernie? Of course. Nice <laughs> What's the difference? Adam Hogue, uh, George, I. 
I guess coming off of actually what Ted just said, I mean, all due respect at this point, I think the fans just care about winning football games. What you're describing in this process, I have to be honest, sounds a lot like 2015. <laughs> you it does. and Ted, you guys hired Ernie Accorsi to come in to help you guys. Mm-hmm. And here we are seven years later. So why should Bears fans trust that this time, regardless of the people you guys hire and their individual qualities, that it's going to result in wins on the field. Now, wouldn't you say, hey, yeah, we have to earn our trust? Thing, and I don't we think know we fell convince- short of the mark. You know, we, we have to earn our trust. We, we've, we've done a bad job. We admit that. We own it. Why not say something like that? Oh, isn't that what he says? Some today, or no. like I said, perhaps even the day that our next general manager and head coach are introduced. <laughs> Um, we've got to have results. You're, you're going to hate this guy. I'm telling you, that's you guys are going to hate our hire. Wait till you hear it. That's when uh, we got a guy in mind. You are going to load. Um, Bill Paulian talks in his books about right, um, the book. decisions he uh, made as a general manager <laughs> yeah. that were considered wildly unpopular at the time. And still are to this day. But eventually yeah. they bore fruit and you have to be ready he bought, and willing to he make a plant what may very well be an unpopular decision again an unpopular decision here we go it's best for the bears all right i, I think i've had enough of the press guys um <sighs> oh, george god bless well, well now the only thing we're not going to hear is the whole you know in, he, when he rips into olin Krutz, yeah, i heard that also I, insane said something about uh, take whatever olin says with a grain of salt Oh, ridiculous! Why is he? Th- why is he insulting Olin Cruz? And then Olin's response was phenomenal. <laughs> outstanding. Why would he even bring a two th- two things he could have easily steered away from? The Kerry Grove students and Olin Cruz. Well, somebody asked him about. Did you really offer fifteen dollars an hour? Yeah. All you have to say is, um, you know, we. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. Said, I don't know. Yeah, right. Do you I think, know. honestly, yeah. you think I'm hiring the goddamn assistant, assistant offensive line coach? Ask Ted. Ted? And then yeah, right. Like, just throw him under the bus. Um, okay, so before we wrap this up, the the problem I have with Bill Polian, other than the fact that he uh, hasn't hired a football coach for two decades, is the fact that he is a... Um, he he's kind of a red ass, which is fine, except for the fact that some of the top candidates in the search this year are going to be guys like, unexpectedly, Brian Flores, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels, who are former Patriots. Bill Polian, if you know anything about the wars they used to have with the Colts with the Patriots and that every year he would run to the competition committee and try to outlaw Anything that the Patriots did, plus the fact that McDaniels screwed over his beloved Colts. Oh, right. That's how Frank Reich got the job. Right. By taking the job and then changing his mind. Right. They're just, the Bears just aren't going to consider that. Right. So you already are starting a skewed search. Yes. Now, that doesn't Excellent. mean you can't find a good candidate outside of that, but you shouldn't have somebody on there who clearly is just going to be like, fuck this guy. We're not talking to him. Yeah, right. Which is exactly what we're going to get out of Bill Pulley. So apparently they're well. That was this, that was at one o'clock. So they've, I'm sure they've already talked to a few. We, I actually did see that they've asked permission 
from, I don't know who you have to ask permission to interview Leslie Frazier, but they've asked to interview Leslie. Right. I just don't. Don't hire Leslie. Um, I would guess Jim Caldwell surges to the front of the line of consideration, a former, mm-hmm. former Colts assistant and head coach. Um, who, and he, he, if it was 10 years ago, yeah, yeah, if it was 10 years ago, I would be much, well, I would never be enthusiastic about coach. I'm waiting for a bus, Jim Caldwell, but you know, he had success with the Detroit that no one has had since he left. So clearly, right. he, um, and I guess the biggest thing is in both of these cases, the bears should, the bears should be in a position where they're hiring somebody who's already done this. Yes. Like, you don't need to go hire another novice head coach. Although, I will take the stance that, as people were talking about, you know, the guys like Nathaniel Hackett who, at Green Bay and Brian Dable from the Bills. And, like, well, you can't hire them now because Matt Nagy didn't work out. Look, it's not their fault that the Bears hired a so-called offensive genius whose offense didn't work. Yeah. If their offense works, it'll work. So you don't just disqualify them because the last guy you hired was a dope. Um, right. Because if you did that, you wouldn't hire anybody with experience because John Fox had experience and he was a dope. Well, like that's the thing. There is no tried and true formula. No. We've talked about this before. You can hire you can, you can hire an assistant coach who turns out to be terrible or turns out to be great, and you can have a former head coach that you think, oh, this guy's going to be really good, and he's not. That's why you need to me. I mean, they kept talking about Bill Pulley and all of his connections around the league. Is it hard to get guys on the phone no. if we're near the Chicago Bears? You no. can't. There's not anybody you you can't contact. There's have someone who's you know forty or so. Have someone much younger who really, you know, uh, has has hopefully some sight of insight as to what will make a guy not just a successful NFL head coach, but a successful NFL head coach in Chicago. That's that's a that's a different sort of thing, right? I, I mean, think guys can be successful head coach head coach is another place, but here in Chicago, it's a certain it's a it's a unique set of characteristics that you gotta find. Yeah, I mean there, there's only thirty-two jobs for coaches. There's only thirty-two general manager jobs. These jobs are in demand. Yes. The Bears should be able to litter and and it's the Bears. It is a bigger deal because it's a major market. Um Right. Honestly, if you're the GM, you should be all excited if the Bears contact you, considering Pace got seven years. He got paid for seven years to do what he just did. Yeah. You know, the ownership, you can, they don't know what they're doing, so they're very easy to just, you know, oh, you know, George, this is why this is a great idea. Oh, okay, that's a great idea. Yeah. <sighs> it is funny that they did the exact things we wanted them to do. Right. And within a couple of hours, we're like, oh, God. Yeah, and I'm still glad they did it. I would have. I, I can't imagine it being, you know, late in the, this day, and ha- that both those stooges still being employed. But she just wanted. It wouldn't have been that. How hard? How high was the bar for Georgia's press conference? Oh God! To get through been... that without every fan going, ah, oh, they're just gonna fuck it up again. Uh, right. It was, I mean, that shows how unsavvy he is that he couldn't even bullshit us because they could have kept that press conference for like 20 minutes, kept it nice and tight. Yeah. Have him come out and say, look, we know we didn't win enough games. The process we did was flawed. We're changing it. We're going to take a different approach to hiring a coach and a general manager this time. Uh, Ted, you know, they even had the news in there, but then they couldn't stick to it, which was Ted's going to, Ted's role is changing. He's only going to be worried about the business side in Arlington Heights. This new coach is the new general manager is going to report to me 
but he's going to be the ultimate say on football, and we're going to hire the best person we can. And we're going to, um, if, if, if a great coaching candidate comes up before we get the GM hired, we're not going to let that pass. We're going to jump on it. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Yeah. Hub? Just have Hub ask you a question because you know he's not going to push you. And then you wrap it up and get the fuck out of there. And he couldn't do it. He had to sit there and go, well, no, I'll. Um, yeah, they're going to report to me, but when I need to know what's going on, uh, I'll just ask Ted. It pretty much. It's out. And I mean, the, it started off with, he was bitching about high school students yep. yelling at a football game and he ended up insulting a Chicago bears legend, yeah. pro bowler, smart guy, tough guy represents everything you love about the bears. That's how you start and end this press conference. So I said, what were the takeaways from the press conference today, George? What did you really nail? Well, I nailed uh, high school kids are mean. Yeah. Uh, Bill Polian wrote a book. Right. Uh, uh, Ted's, Ted's not going to be in charge of football, but I'm still going to ask him all the football questions. <laughs> He's right. And Olin Cruz, and Olin Cruz is a liar. Right. That's what he nailed today. Yeah. And, oh, and we're going to let Soup help hire the coach. Right. I think I hit all the big points tonight. You did, George. Great job. Thank you. All right. Great. Won that and won another press conference. Uh, <sighs> I know. I think we all we all had such high hopes. Yeah. Oh, we, it's funny. We didn't. We had low expectations, and he still couldn't get to them. We had yes, you're right. But we had high hopes when I, when I this morning when I found out that Pace and Nagy are gone, and that George is holding a press conference without Ted. No mention. No mention of Ted being there. We're like, oh my god, maybe they got it. Yep. No. no, not at all. It's exact. We're just going to do the exact same thing we did seven years ago, and then which is a, a repeat of the exact same thing we did years before that, and it hasn't been working since we took over and hired Dave once, as you pointed out. And you could have sold me on the Bill Polian thing, too, um, as long as Ted wasn't part of the search committee, and honestly, there just should have been a second outside person. Abs- at minimum. Preferably somebody who uh, you know doesn't eat pudding and go to bed at 4 o'clock. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I, you, I go out there and said, all right, good. They've changed their, you know, at least they're changing their approach. But, but right. you know, why not a couple get of the guys Riddick, hammered on why it. Why not get Lewis, Lewis Riddick on there or a guy like that? Yeah. Um, to join Bill Polian. On this unless committee. he's going to be a candidate to the for the job, which would be. Well, something. even better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We um, search far and wide and I'm the best candidate. Yes, right. We consulted with Lewis and Lewis has said we should hire Lewis. So we're yeah. Do it. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, it's just they can't. It's not out of them being clever. No, they're just, they're obstinate. They're an obstinate bunch. And they're just convinced that they think that they're not going to change anything. They're just every few years, they're going to let the media and the fans yell at them. Mm -hmm. And then they're just going to do it the same way they always did it. And they're just going to sit there and hope miraculously that, that this time it works. And they're just going to repeat that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Until they die and we die and you know, the earth cools and the Bears will still have one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just can't get over the image. And I don't know if it's true, but I just, as soon as this call was over, I, I just imagine them turning everybody in the room. How was that? Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. There's no Fantastic. way. There's Great no job. way the sycophants in the front office weren't. Yeah. Way to go, okay. boss. You got him again. Woo. Man, you're good at this. You should have a press conference yeah. every week. But but then you know an hour after that, and he starts you know hearing about you know all of the all of the the, the negative reactions they're getting. Does does he not like uh, uh, guys? I thought we 
you I thought you said I nailed this. I'm, they're killing me here. <laughs> or or, or did, I don't know. I I a part of, I, I believe they hear they must hear some of it because I do think that you know we the fans can take credit for for getting pace to go along with Nagy because yeah. that I, that probably was not a foregone conclusion and I think they they had enough uh, um they had enough sense to realize we cannot do this to our fans they just won't stick with us they won't yeah. accept that but they didn't have enough to go oh well we'll get we're gonna get Ted out of the operation and we're gonna uh, you know have another radio guy help us out. They couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I mean, did, I don't know. Did he get a question before the end of it about, okay, what was the, when did you finally decide that Ryan had to go to? I don't think he, I don't think, so. I don't think he did. I mean, no, just the idea was, well, wins and losses are what determined that Ryan and Matt got fired. Yeah. I think the, I think the line was, we, we made our decision last night and informed them this morning. One of the things that was pretty clear in Nagy's rambling press conference yesterday was, he kept attaching himself to pace. No, I saw that. Like he was, that like he was the, he was the drowning uh, yep. person oh, at yeah. the beach who's just, who is bound <laughs> and determined that the lifeguard is going to drown too. Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, you know, Ryan, Ryan and I, we did this on Ryan and I, well, Ryan was lockstep in this and Ryan was this and Ryan's got to be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, he totally tied himself yeah. to him. And he did, he was doing it on purpose. He was like, all right, Clearly. I'm not the only one you're going to fire. Right. I'm not taking. And if you keep Ryan, I'm I'm really gonna I'm really gonna get the fan base riled up for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about at the end of the day, Matt Nagy was a self-preservationist. I mean, that was the whole thing about you know, giving up the play calling supposedly, but did he really give up the play calling because he knew it would get some of the heat off of him? And then I mean, we saw it all in the game uh, on Sunday when the big fuck you to the fans and everybody with the fourth down passes. Mm-hmm. There's no right. way that it wasn't a that wasn't an accident that they threw on all those. Of course not. He was going to show his way was going to work, and if it didn't, ah, tough shit, I'm fired anyway. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So this whole idea that well, he's such a good guy, but you know, it's too bad he's not a better coach. It's like, well, I mean, he's like, he's he's a better guy probably than most football coaches, but yeah. he's still he's a football coach, and he's still right. going to be a dick. That's yeah. that's how they get that far. Well, just the whole premise that the hub's first question, George. This is a really tough yeah. day for you. Like are somebody, you okay? Are you okay? Are He's you a okay? He's fine. Do you need a moment? Are you going to be all right? <laughs> what? Uh, whatever. I'll leave it to Hub. And it's funny too that they give him the first question like he's uh, Helen Thomas. At a press, at a White House press briefing, right, was, right, right. Even when she was just like yeah. this lump of flesh in a chair, and they'd have to like, Helen. And, and um, I don't think, and I don't think Helen Thomas ever had to say, you know, Mr. President, you answered my first four or five questions. <laughs> right. Wow, that was a great opening statement. <laughs> you know what? I don't need to ask. Uh, you pretty much answered all the questions about uh, the Iranians and the Contras. Yeah. So I think we're done here. All right, everybody, are we good? All right, let's go. Well, so there you have it. There it George is. George McCaskey right. unplugged. <laughs> Let's hope uh, we don't have another one of these uh, a year from now. Because yeah, really, shouldn't a normal functioning franchise, the end of the year press conference, is just the coach and the GM talking about, you know, well, we're kind of disappointed that we only won 12 games and we lost in the, 
We lost mm-hmm. in the second round of the playoffs, and we only have eight Pro Bowlers instead of the constant crisis that the Bears are under after every season, which is, yeah. we're just here to tell you we're not firing everybody this time. Yeah, it's going to work. We're going to collaborate. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're if you're a Bear fan looking for hope, um, you know, there is the chance that, I guess there's, if, if you're, I'll leave you with this. If you're looking for, that be Sunshine Andy here for a second. Nice. These are both really good jobs for the same reason. And they're good jobs for the same reason in that, hey, there's a, there's not as much talent as Ryan Pace would have led you to believe. The young players, there's not as many good ones as he kept claiming. But right. th- there is a, there are some good players on this team, which is a nice start. And you have a quarterback who you ought to be able to win with. Right. But in reality, the reason these are good jobs is because of the shit we just saw. George mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You and your general manager, or you and your coach, depending on which job you get, you guys you get to run this basically without interference because right. he doesn't know what to do. It's just not, you know, Jerry Jones meddling in everything and making himself the general manager and picking the players for you and telling you who you should play. They're really not going to do any of that, which they proved when they basically debunked Ted's or uh, Hub's report about Justin Fields and George ordering him to be a starter. Right. Um, there's not a lot of teams that you can go to where you can have this much say in everything. The, I agree. The only that worry becomes a Ted. real problem when you don't hire good people. Then you end up with idiots who have way too much slack, and then you're never going to win with that. That's the yes. Issue. Well, the the and the only thing that that I that I'd be worried about then is Ted. So I'm I'll tell you what I'm looking for. Whoever gets this job, if they if they announce him as the president of football operations, in other words, if during the negotiations. This candidate makes clear, I'm not going to be a GM. Yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to make me stick me with a GM while there, there's Mr. President over there, you know, in Arlington Heights, make me a president. If they, if they do that, I'll have a lot of confidence in the yeah. person they hire. Well, what they really ought to say is you do need a GM, but yeah, after right. you hire me, I'm going to be the president. I'm going to hire the GM because your Correct. front office is not, we don't have enough people in this front office to run a 21st century football team. Absolutely. Right. And, I think part uh, of Pace's problem was that while he did apparently push for some changes to the scouting department and whatever, he didn't really want a lot of people in his front office because he didn't want people questioning what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he At the very end of the day, he was very insecure about how That's well he was doing his job. And there was a reason why he wanted to keep – it was the same reason the Cub front office used to be so small. The GMs right. would come in there and they'd be like, well, shit, I don't want to – a, if I ask for more people, then we're really going to need to win because otherwise I upped the, pay, the, the, the payroll for this part of the team and I'm not going to be able to answer for it. And B, what if I get a bunch of guys who realize I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and they tell my bosses and I'm screwed? Yeah, right, right, right. right. So or you need somebody confident flat. enough, like Theo was when he came in, who looked at Absolutely. it and said, honestly, we should have four times as many people working in this office as we have. I mean, the Cubs had to go rent a freaking office building while they built new offices because they didn't have room for everybody. Because Theo's like, we don't have enough people. We're going to hire a whole shitload of people. Right. And they did. Of course, now they all sit around and look at the pitch lab numbers and, you know, stroke each other. <laughs> they haven't developed a pitcher in 10 years. Uh, we still have to hire good people. You can't just hire people. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I guess right. next we will convene when they hire somebody. Yes, we will. Will it be a GM or a coach? We'll find out. Do you have a prediction of what who what you don't have to say who, 
but what job gets filled first? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with GM, and I'm gonna go with that they're not gonna uh, wrangle themselves a president title. Okay, I agree. I think they'll end up, even though they're open to hiring a coach first. I have a feeling they'll just they'll go the more conventional route. The higher the GM, the GM will hire a coach. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. We'll All righty. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. All right, Andy. Until next time. All right. All right. Many of us have herpes. 